show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. And yes, it's the international break. It's, uh, yeah, you know, kind of that uh, time where you kind of don't have a lot of football to watch, but it's, uh, yeah, if you're into international football, then yes, you have plenty to watch in that sense. And yes, Miles Robinson, uh, Joseph Martinez, Ronald Hernandez, Caleb Wiley, and Tyler Wolf were part of the international setups. Uh, Miles Robinson, of course, with the U.S. Men's National Team. And, of course, Caleb Wiley and Tyler Wolf with the U-20s U.S. Youth National Team. But, uh, yeah, Miles Robinson uh, had a pretty decent match last match. He uh, definitely, yeah. yeah, against Panama, he posted a 100% success rate for tackles, aerial duels, and ground duels. Yeah, definitely uh, balling out, beasting like he does. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's good to see that he is, uh, you know, probably having a little bit more of an uptick in his form now after uh, a couple mm -hmm. of uh, maybe questionable performances as, uh, you know, our Atlanta United center back, but uh, definitely still right. deserving in the, uh, you know, in terms of part of the U.S. men's national team setup, but uh, Joseph Martinez, Ronaldo, and uh, uh -huh, good. Yeah, they were. Uh, these were some high leverage games too uh, for the U.S. You know, this is the uh, final round of uh, Concacaf qualifying. It's it's really that international break. It's like the one that's like the most intriguing because you know it's uh, the end of the journey for some teams, and uh, you know whoever's lucky enough to go through goes through. And so Panama is a tough team. Obviously, they kept the U.S. out of the last World Cup. Uh, so, you know, I think going into that game, uh, it was important that they got a win and yeah, for Miles to perform so admirably at the back while US, I mean, they won 5-1, you know what I mean? It was comfortable in the end, but, uh, you know, I think part of that, uh, obviously was the foundation solid at the back. And so, uh, Miles obviously was excellent in that regard. And then before the game before that at Azteca, uh, you know, a game the US should have won really, um, yeah, you know, they held a clean sheet uh you know at, versus mexico at azteca which is not easy to do and so uh, as you were saying yeah that's encouraging uh to see that from miles especially early in that game versus mexico you know he gave up a yellow card and uh you know he, he saw that game out and didn't pick up a yellow versus panama either which i think uh would have uh made him unavailable for costa rica so um yeah i mean good on miles good to see it uh, and you know I think that I think too like he'll be uh, he, we've been seeing him get better uh, and with the club and I think that'll continue yeah and uh, with Tata with Mexico Tata Martino he uh, he's getting some some shouts for his head there and so uh, that'll be fairly interesting too if he can continue on uh, yeah. although yeah they might be okay as well so uh, you know, maybe there might not be a change in the summer or anything, but uh, yeah, it's getting a little dicey for him. Unfortunately, there's massive pressure uh, being the Mexican head coach. So definitely, you know, it's uh, and reports about his health too. 
so it's uh yeah you know it's like maybe you know who knows i mean like the world cup might be the last uh might be the end of the road for tata in terms of his career you know i mean like, i don't know but so the reports of the health of his health being uh under question or is concerning as well so yeah, you know definitely. he's been he's been a manager for a long time now right he has and so definitely hopefully wish him all the best health wise and uh yeah i hope he can continue on as the mexican head coach too uh i mean i think he's done a hell of a job and the fact that yeah he stayed at this job uh, way longer than any other job pretty much is uh pretty telling that yeah i mean it's easy enough in a sense that it's not so demanding on a day-to-day -day basis but still uh, right yeah Moving on from that, yes, uh, Joseph Martinez, Ronald Hernandez also played uh, during this, uh, this international window and unfortunately lost 3-0 to Argentina. Uh, Caleb Wiley and Tyler Wolf, uh, they were part of that setup that also played Argentina as well in the U-20s. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe not so good either, but also uh, Messi was watching the Argentine U-20s, so... You know, definitely maybe there's some added pressure there for all of the players to, you know, try to uh, impress the uh, sure. the old wily goat. But uh, yeah, uh, beyond that, a, uh, there's definitely a lot more international football to be played. So uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see uh, who will you know move forward and who will be left out. Unfortunately, so. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, always mm -hmm. great to have our boys uh, be part of the setup and hopefully not get injured. So that's the key there for us, right. I think. But, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. going into some other news, Atlanta United Foundation, they opened the first uh, mini pitch part of the statewide Georgia 100 campaign to bring soccer to local communities. And, uh, yeah, four players from the first team traveled to Brunswick, Georgia, to uh, take part of that event. Brad Guzan, George Campbell, Tiago Almada, and Machop Chol. And uh, yeah, definitely great to see this uh, really good, good thing for the community uh, to build more pitches essentially across the state. Mm -hmm. uh, Brunswick's pretty far down there. So uh, yeah, I don't know if there, there was like a bus for them, but uh, that is a <laughs> long trip that I am usually unwilling to take. <laughs> I... <laughs> Generally, don't like very long trips in Georgia, <laughs> but uh... right. It's uh, good to see the club doing that level of outreach too. You know, like not you know going that that far out in Georgia. I mean, Georgia's a big state, you know. So um, yeah, it's really cool to see those kind of initiatives, like you know, show how uh, you know see the club uh, ingratiate themselves with the community in that sense. Indeed, indeed. And uh, moving on from that, NLA United 2, they also announced the signing of Academy defender Noah Cobb. Uh, and that was for the 2022 USL Championship season. Uh, yeah, Cobb is 16 years old. And uh, yeah, he, he's joining uh, not only from the... Uh, he has previously played with the U-12s all the way through the ranks. And so, you know, he was part of that also Academy U-14 side that won the prestigious Manchester City Cup until the 19. So, yeah, this kid, uh, yeah, has a bright, bright future in front of him. The fact that, uh, yeah, he's joining at age 16 as an LA United 2 player. And also the fact that, I mean, I'm calling uh, 
that like maybe he's a regen player here because what the hell he's noah cobb and he comes from cobb county <laughs> and, <laughs> and he will be playing in cobb county uh, okay all right man uh, you can't tell me that he is not a region player if you know what i mean yeah <laughs> with a fifa like where they just like regenerate, oh, yeah, yeah, or FM where they regenerate just random names. This feels just a little too fishy, you know. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I uh, I joke in jest clearly, but uh, yes, congratulations to Noah Cobb, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see him uh, grow into a, an incredible defender for us. So that would be amazing. Uh, more of those, please. But uh, moving on, it's funny. I mean, like you're seeing the pipeline in effect. You know, it's uh, of the academy. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that they are not, just, you know, planning his future. Like seeing the steps out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Atlanta United has a chance to build like a really strong uh, academy, a, a leading academy in the U.S. And yeah, so definitely much credit to Carlos Bogenegger for doing that uh you know he is a big part of that uh, indeed and so uh you know there is credit where credit is due now lni2 they picked up the first win of the season with a 4-1 win over a 10-man charleston battery and uh yeah jackson conway he scored his first usl championship hat trick and also 16-year-old Jonathan Vilal. He marked his first professional start with two assists. Definitely great to see Jackson Conway getting on the score sheet three times, no less. And uh, yeah, that can definitely build some confidence for that, uh, that target forward of ours who hopefully, yeah, can start getting his way into the team, making, uh, you know, the new Ronaldo that we have. Uh, maybe sweat a little bit because uh, obviously that that player Ronaldo Cisneros uh, is only on loan so you know both of them have a lot to prove so really will be uh, interesting to see who uh, will get a lot of those kind of backup striker minutes along with Dom Dwyer of course and uh, yeah last bit of news for the week is that LA United 2 announced its 2022 Special Olympics Unified Team and yes, always, always good to see those, uh, uh, you know, special players get a, uh, you know, a nod in social media. And as well, the ambassadors this season will be Brad Guzan and Tiago Almada. I think uh, that's probably wise. That's like uh, something from the team that uh, they're probably trying to, you know, with Almada. Uh, it's, it's a good look, right? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I think also, too, I mean, you know, because he was there at the uh, the kickoff in uh, Brunswick. Um, and I think it's it's a good way to, uh, I guess, for him to learn what the Atlanta United community is about. Like, I think these initiatives, you know, the mini pitches, the unified team, I think these are great initiatives. Um, I think uh, it's something that should be encouraged. Um, I think, you know, and it's something that the team should continue to do uh, because it is like it shows how the club is uh, is still to the overall community and Amada and doing these events can learn that and meeting these uh, these kids, um, you know, in 
meeting the people that uh, made the, uh, the the pitch happen for example um, you know like you can see how it's important to them and he can uh, kind of learn what the uh, the soccer community is about here I mean like you know I'm sure growing up in Argentina you know like when you're immersed in that in that sort of like soccer culture like you get it like you understand the emotion of it and um, I think this is a good way for him to understand uh, the the emotions that go into this soccer community mm. well said well said and uh, actually last bit of news actually the real last bit of news is that uh, former LA United goalkeeper Alec Can. He did an Instagram live recently and uh, kind of covered a lot of uh, the past uh, few years with the Five Stripes, of course, and how it was uh, possibly the best years of his life. Uh, Mark, yeah, you were able to see a lot of it. Uh, what were some takeaways from Cam in that IG live? Yeah, so he uh, sat down with his, uh, I think, former teammate and friend Richard Dixon, um, and they, you know, spoke for about half an hour. It kind of talked about his career overall, uh, you know, the ups and downs in it. Uh, yeah, you know, like mentioned, uh, you know, when he got to talking about Atlanta United, mentioned that it was the best years of his career. Um, you know, like although you know it was kind of bittersweet, because. Uh, he was leaving uh, Kansas City and he sort of settled and carved out a role in MLS. Um, but, uh, you know, the chance to go back home was, uh, was, was kind of special to him as well. Um, you know, kind of mentioned, uh, you know, being coached by Tata Martino, you know, mentioned that he's, you know, one of the most genuine people that he'd, uh, I think, come across in his career. Um, and also talked about Brad Guzan a bit. Of course, Guzan came in um, halfway through 2017 and sort of took uh, Alex's spot. Um, and he said, you know, like, of course, he had an injury at the time as well. And just kind of mentioned that, uh, you know, because was a class player, of course, and also a leader. Um, and that was one of the things that he kind of uh, learned from him. Um, keep in mind, you know, Alec Khan played with Tim Melius, John Johnson. And so, you know, competing for a spot is something that, uh, that's just part of, uh, you know, uh, being a goalkeeper in that sense um and so yeah you know i like i would uh encourage y'all to check it out it's a uh, richard dixon official i think is his instagram uh and it's his latest post is uh that live with ali khan but uh yeah you know overall like just you've just uh genuine it was interesting to, i guess to get that perspective of uh of a player you know and kind of what goes into a career you know kind of uh some of the things you deal with behind the scenes and so on and so yeah definitely i'd encourage y'all to check it out Right, the life of a backup goalkeeper in MLS. It's uh, definitely, probably pretty fascinating. Uh, you know, it's one of those, it makes it like, I think it's uh, like say baseball in like the bullpen. You got, you know, the, the wacky guys. Uh, I would say, you know, a lot of goalkeepers are pretty wacky as well. And so, yeah, there's kind of like akin to, you know, those type of personalities usually, although, Alec Can seems to be uh, pretty, pretty much a straight shooter there, where he uh, maybe isn't as wacky as some, but uh, he is a guy that, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, um, you know, if he's chilling with uh, Brad Guzan, Brad Guzan's a character, and I'm sure there's, you know, you gotta right. have some sort of, uh, you know, kind of retort to uh, to be around him all the time. So, but um, yeah. Anyway, that does it for the news, and it gets us into our match preview. 
And this Saturday, April 2nd at 7.30 p.m. at Audi Field, Atlanta United will take on DC United. DC United are seventh in the East as of this moment, uh, as of this recording anyway, which is uh, full transparency on Monday, the 28th. But uh, yeah, in terms of DC United, they are a team that, uh, yeah, uh, maybe they are kind of uh, that team that are still kind of working out some kinks, uh, even though, uh, you know, their head coach has them playing some uh, decent ball at times. But the uh, that right side is definitely their strongest with Julian Gressel and Andy Nahar. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of that overall talent, maybe not the deepest type of team. So uh, you know they're that team that I think has lost some key key members of their previous team last season. One of them being Paul Ariola. He uh, of course moved on to FC Dallas. And, uh, of course, Kevin Paredes as well. Uh, He was off to Bundesliga. So, uh, yeah, definitely some key members there. They did bring in Michael Estrada, Taxi Fountas, and Brad Smith. So, uh, yeah, all isn't just quite lost in terms of, uh, you know, talent out. There were some good guys that were brought in. But uh, I think uh, the... (laughs) The pundits, they don't really feel as strongly. Uh, they're pretty much, uh, yeah, across the board, they have them as high as ninth and as low as 12th. So, you know, not a whole lot of variance. Uh, I mean, they're overperforming at the moment. It's still early yet in the season. Uh, they're one spot right below us. So, it, uh, you know, uh, it's a lot to be yet to be seen, I would say. But... Our last five matchups against mm-hmm. them, though, we have won our last four. So we have kind of rectified that uh, early, mm-hmm. early uh, kind of, uh, you know, really, really bad run of results against them when uh, they were just our bogey team. Yeah. Uh, I think that contributed yeah. a lot because they were a more negative team uh, back then. And now they're a team that are trying more or less more to try to play. And that does kind of, uh, you know, go into our favor a little bit more so that we're not just facing a deep block all the time. So, uh, yeah, right. definitely will be interesting to see how they set up on Saturday. I mean, uh, you have been able to watch them a little bit. Uh, what are your uh, kind of overall impressions of uh, this DC United side? Yeah, I was actually there for opening day versus Charlotte. Uh, You know, they ended up winning 3-0, but uh, uh, I was sitting with the Charlotte fans, and, like, Charlotte's fans' impression was that they played well and they were just unlucky. And honestly, like, it's hard to disagree with them on that. I mean, they had the ball in the back of the net first. Uh, It was taken off. It was chalked off because of offside. Uh, The following week, D.C. played Cincinnati. uh, And again, Cincinnati had the ball in the back of the net first. uh, Former five-stripe Brandon Vasquez. But, uh, you know, like it was chalked off and then uh, DC United got a penalty at the end. Um, They lost to Chicago at home. Uh, Those were Chicago's first goals of the season. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they lost to Toronto, uh, well, this time last week. Um, So, like, I don't know, like DC haven't been overall like all that convincing. 
which I guess like neither have we, but <laughs> you know, like but, uh, we're missing their... a bunch more people probably than they are, and so yeah, it's that. Like, do they really have enforcements to actually make this better? So that's and that's the thing, yeah. You know, like I definitely think there's a difference in. I mean, there's a difference in talent. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Like you mentioned the the key losses that they had, uh, you know, and have they replaced that it doesn't appear they have that they have really as yet uh, yeah i mean like i was you know obviously like i always talk about xg um their xg they haven't had an xg of two as yet in a single game like you know their xg i think the only reason it was over one versus cincinnati was because of the penalty like i just i don't know i'm not uh yeah like i said before i'm not entirely convinced by them i mean they have the two wins uh but i just think we have atlanta united at least has more talent than dc i think that's fair to say yeah and uh yeah getting into what that talent looks like then uh at least in 11 form put together uh we'll predict uh who we got so Guzan between the sticks uh who's in your back line yeah, uh, so in my back line, I have Hernandez, uh, Robinson, Campbell in place of uh, Franco and Gutman. You know, uh, you know when he came, when Franco came off at halftime versus Montreal, the coach mentioned uh, something in his knee or whatever. Um, you know, will he be healthy? Who knows? But also, there's the I think kind of the elephant in the room with him with his form right now. And to be honest, I can't think of a good reason for Campbell to sit based on form. So. Uh, I think you, I think I would play Campbell and Robinson in the middle. And uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, I, I think that uh, it would just be a bit harsh maybe right now um, to take him out as, you know, he is that guy in terms of Franco. Um, he is that guy that is paid the higher wage and so... He kind of gets some more outs. Uh, you know, I think Campbell has all of it in front of him, too. So it's, um, you know, I think you kind of let Alan Franco, uh, you know, not exactly play his way out, but it is somewhat of that. Uh, but uh, other than that, so I have Franco in. I have Lennon in instead of Hernandez. But uh, Robinson and Gutman as the other defenders. Now into midfields, uh, this could get interesting. But uh, what? Who do you have? Yeah. I, uh, oh, so I have a midfield three. I think um, you know, especially at Audi Field. You know, we've broken the hex of Audi Field, which is good. But I still think you know, in terms of a venue, it is. It's a tough venue. Um, you know, we'll see what they do with the grass. That's 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 tend to be that tends to be a thing that they like to do. Yeah. Um, Dry it out, <laughs> choppy. I think for the mid, yeah, yeah a little overgrown. Right, right. Just just taking that little bit of zip off the ball. Right. Um, so maybe it's something where you know we keep it a little bit compact. Hence the midfield three. Um, I think you go with Alonso. Um, you know, I think Sosa's close to returning, but. Um, as we kind of talked about before the show, maybe not quite ready to start. Um, and then I would actually bring in Sadich uh, for this game. You know, just a little bit more grit, a little bit more box to box. Um, and then I would have Moreno in there, you know, operating on the left of the three, you know, combining on the wing, um, doing what he does best. So interesting. Hosetu loses out uh, 
and is there a reason? <laughs> no, I uh, I just think for this game, um, you know, like it's just e even though we've been doing well against DC United lately, like I still expect a tough game from them, mm -hmm. especially at Audi Field. And I just think it's that kind of environment where uh, you just want a little more uh, steel in the midfield. Because I think, like, you know, Moreno, he works hard, too, but I think you, you, his, he's more effective going forward. Um, and so I think the state is just, just a little more solid going backwards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have Alonzo, I have Hosetu, uh kind of as that uh, sort of double pivot a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, Moreno likewise as well. Uh, he's more of that that point of the uh, that midfield there, and uh, is my number ten. And uh, yeah, I think that's a yeah fairly hardworking midfield. Uh, I don't know if it's got all the steel that we need, but uh, yeah, maybe Sosa is able to come in later and get some minutes and uh, build more of his match fitness. Uh, I think that makes more sense for uh, for Sosa and uh, him. Without that preseason, it's been probably something that uh, if he is going to get minutes, it's going to have to be uh, you know, building his way back into the squad. But, uh, yeah, getting into uh, right. the wingers then, who do you got? Yeah, so I have uh, Lennon returning at right wing. Um, you know, I just think... I think it's again like kind of what i talked about before like he stretches the field you know he's a crossing threat uh so he's gonna give you more space and then like in theory you know because of his experience as a defender kind of makes you a little more solid on that side um and then i think almada starts at left wing of course we called from the start uh, the previous game and i think uh you know he made his mark and i think it's you know it's at a point where um we just need our best players or as many of our best players uh that are fit as possible uh and so yeah i think almada comes in at the left wing of course joseph uh starts at striker barring uh barring anything you know any injury or anything of that sort yeah yeah likewise uh, joseph top uh almada on the left and of course i had lennon at right back so i think jake mulraney gets the start at right wing cutting in uh of course, who misses out here, uh, at least for me, would be probably Tyler Wolf. Uh, to me, hasn't quite done enough to really, you know, earn the starts week in, week out. Uh, I think Jake Mulraney has uh, at least, you know, uh, deserved a look a little bit, at least in the meantime, while Luis Adarujo is out. And so he definitely offers a little bit more of a goal threat than, uh, you know, than the former. So. I think, yeah, Jake Mulraney uh, gets that start, and, you know, it is that. I think Tyler Wolf is a lot, uh, very hardworking, and is a guy that, uh, you know, as a homegrown, he will get better and better, but, you know, he maybe just isn't really quite producing uh, in the goals and assists departments, and if he's playing forward, like, you know, more forward, then he's gonna need to probably uh, start producing some stuff in that regard so yeah i think uh yep. with that type of attack it's uh i think got the goods enough to take on this dc united side now how well it will actually do let's predict it mark what's your what's your score prediction yeah i was kind of <laughs> i was <sighs> gonna say a draw at first but 
I don't know, man. Like, like I said before, like I can't really. I just don't think DC have been all that good. And to be honest, like I think this is a team that we can beat. I, I'm expecting a high-scoring game, so I'm gonna go with three-two. I think Atlanta United get the job done in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, there will be a motivated Julian Gressel as always, uh, and we definitely always see it uh, with those first-time balls, those. Uh, you know, just really, really good delivery from Julian Russell. And so, yeah, hopefully we limit him. Uh, but obviously any sort of set piece or corner, you know, he will deliver a good ball. So uh, we will have to try to limit that as much as possible and uh, not make those mistakes that lead to those moments. But I think we got the goods as well. Maybe not as high of a score line. I think, uh, yeah, with that break, we're probably still kind of working that chemistry with each other. So I think it's a 2-1 win against DC United. What do you guys think? Let us know in those comments below. But that is the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is who should start at center back? I mean, we have... Uh, George Campbell, we have uh, Alan Franco probably battling out for those minutes. Uh, Miles Robinson is that uh, out-and-out starter. Yeah, who deserves that nod, at least in the next match? And maybe the next uh, couple going forward, we'll see. But uh, yeah, definitely a very interesting kind of positional battle going on at the moment with uh, you know George Campbell that is really proving himself so far early on in the season. So... Let us know in those comments below. We are looking forward to what you have to say. So guys, that is the episode. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,